Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the so that's my story, and I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say that's my story, that's how I share it, and that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 29. Today's hug, sometimes I do sweat the small stuff. I am Dr. Tammy West, here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. So last week, I got to spend the whole week training teachers in Cypress Fairbanks, which is in Houston, and the teachers were fabulous, and it was really a great week. I did have some challenges, but there were so many great things that came out of the week. It was fabulous, but let me tell you how it started. I got up Sunday morning, and my flight was delayed. Actually, that is a positive, but I'm including it here because it comes back later um, because that meant I got to have my coffee and relax a little bit. Okay, so that was number one. Number two, we landed early. Yay! But we sat on the plane for 45 minutes, so it's still fine. Everything's good. Third, it took about 40 minutes to get my luggage, so it's okay. All's good. Fourth, the rental car shuttle, it also take a while to show up. Well, you know, sometimes this happens. Next, number five, it took about 40 minutes to get my luggage. Ugh. Number six, I have a dollar account, like the rental car, you know, dollar. So you're not supposed to have to stand in line. You know, you're supposed to grab your car and go. That didn't happen. So I'm still smiling, starting to simmer just a little bit. Number seven, The woman at the dollar who finally got to me took me outside. There were three cars sitting next to each other that she pointed to me and she said, grab the second red car. Okay, well, that depended on which way you were counting. And I didn't realize that till I got out there. So I dragged my two 40-pound bags all the way out and realized I didn't know which one it was. So I had to drag my luggage back to ask this question. So now I'm feeling a little bit huffy. And finally, number eight, I drove, I got in the car, I drove to the little booth to check out, and the woman, she's scanning, she's looking at the paperwork, and finally she says, I'm sorry, this car is not eligible for rental. So I have to wait for the car behind me to back up, go all the way back out, get my luggage out, and start all over again. You are kidding me, right, is what I'm thinking. So I get all that, I pull out, I called Tim, my husband, and I'm crying. I mean, like, my whole day has sucked, kind of crying. So here's the thing, again, I'm processing later. I want to be that person who really, truly does let everything roll off their back. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they really are like, it's fine. These kinds of things happen. It's out of my control. And they mean it. And I really do want to be that person. But genetically and environmentally, the way I was raised and all that, I'm not. I'm better, for sure, than I was even 10 years ago. But I have to work at it. It does not come to me naturally. I don't just sort of in the moment know that everything's going to be okay and let everything roll. I don't. I have to work at it. 
And so I was thinking recently about this whole thing, even, and even just about getting irritated at things. Like if I'm not ter- careful, I can be easily frustrated. About a year ago, a friend of mine told me we were on a trip and she told me that I was easily frustrated. And I'm like, well, crap, that's not who I want to be. Like sometimes, and, I, and then I start thinking of times when I do get easily irritated or I don't let things roll off my back. Like if I'm traveling a lot and we're sitting on the plane and I'm trying to, like for a while I was watching Grey's Anatomy because I was catching up like for the whole 13 seasons that there were at some point. I'd never watched it all. So I'm just getting into it and I just want to know what's going to happen with Dr. Dreamy, whatever. And there was a patient who had swallowed a bunch of doll heads. And I'm like, what is going to happen to this guy with this doll heads? So I have my earbuds in and the flight attendant is like, wah, 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 put your tray table up, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, if we trash, crash, my tray table is not going to make a whole lot of difference. So I'm just like, wah, just let me watch my show. And I remember one day we didn't have Wi-Fi. And the flight attendant was saying, so take your earbuds out and just connect with your fellow passenger. We need to get back to where we connect with people. And I had been on the road all week. I had been speaking all week. And I thought, remember thinking, do I, why do I have to connect with other people? Is it really that important that I take my earbuds out and I talk to this person who's going to say business or travel? And I'm going to be like, uh... Okay, so now that you all think that I'm a terrible, terrible person, I'm just being honest. What I'm saying is, naturally, I don't always let things roll, but I do try really hard. What I want to encourage you with today is what I think is the most important part out of all of this, and that is to get in touch with your thoughts. Because I realize my travel day last Sunday, that was the biggest deal. That's the reason that I went from, oh, it's fine well, no, it's still okay. Well, these things do happen to being a little bit huffy, to being, ah, my day is terrible. My day is awful. The reason is that I wasn't processing the thoughts while I was trying to be positive, right? So I'm trying to maintain a positive attitude, but there are these thoughts that are going on that I didn't give awareness to. Thoughts like, okay, time is ticking away. It's sort of like when you try to go to sleep at night and you don't sleep. And so you look at the clock and you're like, oh, it's fine. I still have six hours. Oh, it's fine. I still have four hours. And suddenly you're like, oh, no, I only have one hour. That that was happening. Like in the morning, I was thinking I have all day to prepare. And then it, time is ticking away. So that was a thought I wasn't processing. Another thought was I still have tons to do to get ready for tomorrow. That was a thought. And then another thought is why does travel have to be so hard? So instead of bringing these to the forefront, I let them seethe. I just let them hang out there without giving awareness to them. I talk a lot about being a master thinker or a critical thinker or an accomplished thinker. There are lots of names for it. And this is what I want to encourage you with today. I will post a link to this article. It was published Gosh, I don't remember the date, but it's been a while ago, and I've talked about it for years. The, the article is called Critical Thinking Development, A Stage Theory, and it's mainly written with implications for educators and instructors. But what I want to do is just quickly 
remind you if you've heard it before or open your eyes if you haven't heard it before to this process of maturing in our thinking. I won't read the whole thing, but again, I will post it. I encourage you to read it. The theory says that there are six stages in our maturity of thoughts and that if we try and if we work on it, we can progress through those stages. But if we don't, we get stuck in some of the lower levels. So I just want to read to you what a stage one thinker is like. And then I want to read to you what a stage six thinker is like and encourage you to work through those processes. So here is stage one is called an unreflective thinker. I'm just going to read a little bit of this to you and see if this, think about if you're having issues in your life, you're easily frustrated, you don't know how to work through problems, see if this at all applies to you. Unreflective thinkers are largely unaware of the determining role that thinking is playing in their lives and of the many ways that problems in thinking are causing problems in their lives. Unreflective thinkers lack the ability to explicitly assess their thinking and improve it. So that day, I really think I was at the unreflective thinker. I wasn't really aware of the fact that it was my thinking that was causing me to perceive this as being a bigger problem than it was. Now, let me say travel is frustrating and all of those things that happened were frustrating. But the problem was I went from, I've used this phrase before, basically from silent to violent, from mute to brute, from zero to emotionally distraught in just a short period of time because I didn't give credence to what was happening in my mind. So unreflective thinkers do things like they blame their problems on other people, Um, They don't look at problems very deeply. They don't look at their thoughts at all. What we should all strive for is stage six. Stage six is what we call an accomplished or a master thinker. So here's what they do. Accomplished or master thinkers not only have systematically taken charge of their thinking, but they are also continually monitoring, revising, and rethinking strategies for continual improvement of their thinking. Through extensive experience and practice engaging in self-assessment, master thinkers are not only actively analyzing their thinking in all significant domains of life, but they are also continually developing new insights into problems at deeper levels of thought. Isn't that beautiful? Like I wouldn't spend time reading the whole entire article to you, but that is what I strive for. And oh, you guys, I do strive for it and I mess up and I try again and I mess up. But I think that's all a part of us being in this emotional world together is that we try even though we mess up. So my goal next time when I have a travel day is if there are glitches, then I want to pause and I want to process what I'm thinking. If, it's, if, if what's happening is frustrating, that's okay. But at least instead of letting those thoughts build into an emotional outburst, I'm letting them come as they do and processing them one step at a time. And that's what I hope for you. As always, anytime my little mess ups can help you, I am happy to share. And that is our time for today. 
I hope you learned something today that will help you to sweat the small stuff less or at least deal with it better. Please pass the show link along to a friend or two and head over to TammyWest.com to get the information if you'd like for me to speak at your next event. And also you'll find any promised info and links like the article. You'll find that there. The monthly giveaway will still come from leaving a comment on the blog, so be sure to do that. It is a Consider Yourself Hugged mug, which I know you will love. July's winner, I need to announce, is Karen McCoy. So yay, thank you, Karen, and I will be in touch. And thank you for listening. Our little community is really growing. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily Adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and others, and make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.